Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Well, the Aussie NBL's pre-season blitz wraps up this weekend and the New Zealand Breakers are in the thick of it, taking on the defending champion Sydney Kings tomorrow night as they look to pick up their first win of the NBL blitz. And Tob McCrombie, of course, though without him, he's undergone surgery following the torn retina injury that saw him leave the Breakers game against Brisbane last Sunday. Wish him all the best. On the line now is NBL analyst and host of The Huddle, podcast and that is Liam Santa Maria. Liam, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, your impressions of uh, hopefully the NBL next star and uh, I, I trusting my French here. Um, he is, of course, uh, for the breakers in Rayan Rupert. What have you made of him so far pre-season? Well, he's been the standout for the breakers uh, no doubt about it over the course of what they've done in the blitz to this point he, he has been he's been sensational to be honest I mean I had high expectations for him coming into this season you know he, he begins his kind of campaign with the breakers as a projected first round pick for next year um, and yet he's even exceeded those expectations in the early going I mean he comes out he has 12 points and three steals in their first game at the blitz and was really the shining light for Modi Mayor's squad, uh, knocking down a couple of triples and um, you know, getting after it defensively. And then in their second game, um, he was really, really outstanding. 17 points and eight rebounds off the bench. Um, he's gone six of 11 from three over the course of the two games thus far. So the, the three-point shooting, the playmaking off the dribble, they're, they're um, elements of his game that NBA scouts are looking to see um, improvements in, and he's really put them on display in an impressive way over the first couple of games. So a great start to his year in the NBL thus far. Well, Liam, just to explain to our listeners the significance of being um, in the first few picks on the first draft, I mean, how, just how big is that, and financially how big could it be? Yeah, well, it's massive. I mean, if you're a first-round pick, essentially you, you come out of the draft with a guaranteed contract. But then from there, um, as you kind of can uh, increase your draft stock and get selected earlier and earlier in the draft, each position 
you are higher in that first round, um, the bigger your salary right out of the gate, and you're talking millions of dollars on the line. Um, now, of course, the bigger deal uh, after that is, is how well does your game translate to the NBA? And can you come in there, impress, uh, play well in your first couple of seasons in the, in the league and then really cash in from there after you come out of your rookie scale deal? So that's, of course, what LaMelo Ball's done over the first couple of years of, of his NBA career out of the NBL. That's what Josh Giddy did tremendously last season, and we're hoping that's what former breaker Usman uh, Jiang is able to do this season. But um, certainly in his first couple of games in preseason, Rupert has done no harm whatsoever to his draft stock. Um, the, the, the draft analysts, the scouts, the front office executives are watching closely every step of the way for a kid like this ahead of next year's draft. And, um, you know, he's, he's off to a flying start. Well, Liam, you've been uh, speaking uh, to one of those uh, front room men in uh, new coach, uh, Modi Mayor, uh, as part of your podcast, The Huddle. Uh, what, have, uh, what have you made of, of Modi in his initial uh, part of the role in the, in the Blitz? And uh, do you have optimism about the season under him? Well, he's full of enthusiasm. Um, and we kind of, you know, we suspected that would be the case. I mean, he's just, a, he's just an enthusiastic, um, high energetic guy. Um, and, you know, players have, over the last couple of years, enjoyed working with him as an assistant coach, just speaking with guys uh, off the record and then what they've told the media on the record, players like Finn Delaney and Tom Abercrombie, Will McDowell-White, they really speak highly of, of working with Modi Mayor. But when you slide over into the big chair, um, things change. You're no longer a sort of a workout guy, a development coach, a guy that just gives suggestions. Uh, it's on you to, to make the big calls, and to um, get your team playing at a high level. And thus far across the preseason, they've been up and down. Um, their first couple of hit-outs in New Zealand um, against South East Melbourne, there was some good signs. They looked pretty good defensively. Um, but in, so far at the Blitz, it's been a bit of a rocky road. They went down to Brisbane by 12. They got up big early, and then they let it all slip away. And then it was the opposite story against Illawarra. They got down big early and then um, they came storming back but weren't able to get over the line. So th they've got some tidying up to do. 19 turnovers in their last game against Illawarra. They dominated the rebounding count, but they, they couldn't look after the ball. So um, very much a work in progress at the offensive end. Um, but I do have optimism for this squad over the course of this year. The fact that they're going to be having a, a normal season again, after two gruelling campaigns on the road, a full slate of home games. Um, they just need to sort of start coming together a little bit more as a group, get their imports up and going and um, you know, hit the ground running. They do need to hit the ground running. You make a very good point there, Liam, because they lost, uh, I think, uh, even though they had the, the COVID issues to deal with, it just went downhill at such a great rate of knots last year towards the end. Mm. Uh, the expectations, um, you know, I think from the public point of view, and they do have a great fan base here in New Zealand, it just did it some damage. They need a good start. Yeah, got to get a good start. Um, that's so often the case in the NBL. Now, that was even more important the last couple of seasons where they were stuck on the road um, because once they got down in terms of the standings and their win-loss record, it, it became too big a mountain to climb. Now... I think that's not quite as significant this year because 
they're going to have what I call those circuit breaker games where, you know, you go, you go on the road, you maybe you lose a couple in a row, but you're coming home. You're coming in front of your home fans. It gets close in the third quarter. You hit a couple of big shots. The wave of momentum from your home atmosphere can help get you on the line and over the line, and then you kind of can steady your ship from there. They're going to have that opportunity this season, but it's only a 28-game regular season, the NBL, and um, if you can get off to a good start and you can bank some wins early, it really does hold you in good stead over the course of the rest of the regular season as you try to stay in that playoff race. Uh, Liam, I'd, I'd like to throw a few names at you if, uh, if I could, one by one, and just uh, give us, uh, if you could give us your impressions of what impact they might have for, for a relatively new look, Breakers lineup, um, and Port Barry Brown Jr., what have you made of that? We haven't seen a lot of him just yet. Um, you know, he played in their, their first game at the Blitz against Brisbane, and um, I thought he showed some good signs, um, but he sat out the game against Illawarra, and so we haven't had a good long look at him. Odin Mayor has been saying um, really positive things about him. Of course, that's what you will do when you sign a new import, but um, he's kind of enthusiastic about what he can bring at the defensive end, and he thinks that he's underrated as a guy who can give them offensive production as well. And we did see some signs from that early on in, that, uh, in, that, in the blitz in that game against Brisbane. But a, a bit of a wait and see. In fact, I think really the, all three of their imports, that none of them have really come out, I think, in preseason. Barry Brown Jr., Derek Pardon, Jarrell Brantley, and sort of stamped themselves as absolute bona fide guys who are going to get the job done. Some of the new imports around the league have done that. Justin Robinson in Illawarra has made that impression. I think Tyler Johnson in, in Brisbane has, has done that to Sean Thomas in Perth. But none of the three breaker guys for me yet have really made it clear that they're going to be stars in this league. Um, I think that there's a few question marks over those guys still as we head towards the start of the regular season. Cam Glidden from uh, the Australian Boomers uh, has been an addition. Yeah, I mean, he it was nice to see him hit a couple of shots in that last game. He went four of six from three, and that's what they need from Cam Glidden, the Breakers, this season. Um, he's a guy that's given the Breakers buckets over the years, especially over there in New Zealand. Um, and so they need to do that. In, they need him to do that in Breakers colours this season. Um, yeah, he's always going to be there or thereabouts defensively. He's, he's a smart player. He's got some length about him. He can be reasonably disruptive. But down the other end, you just need Cam Glidden having no hesitation. You need him full of confidence, ready to step up and knock some shots down. So some good early signs from him in that regard for sure. Okay, and the, the, the name uh, New Zealand is uh, really associated, uh, of course, as being as, of one of ours. Uh, Rob Lowe seemed to struggle for minutes last season, uh, but had a great campaign domestically with the Auckland Tuatara. Uh, what about the use of him under Modi Mayor? Well, that's a really intriguing name that you bring up because he's one of the guys across really the entire league that has kind of jumped off the screen for me at the Blitz thus far. I, I, I'm... I'm haven't been in Darwin, so been taking it in from afar. But um, he looks like he's got some sort of some bounce back about him, Rob Lowe. In that first game in the Blitz against Brisbane, he came out in the first half. He had a couple of tip jams, a two-hand throwdown along the baseline, and it was like, 
okay, hold on, this is young Rob, Rob Lowe, back up and about. So I, I, I think he's in for a bit of a, um, a bounce-back season, Rob Lowe. He's been a part of the group that's had a tough time over the last couple of seasons. But as you say, off the back of that outstanding NZNBL campaign, um, he looks like he's fit and firing and bouncy and confident and ready to go and have a good year for the breakers. Okay, so uh, looking forward to um, just the, the season in general. Uh, the Kings obviously loom as a threat again. But this amazing story of the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, uh, is that just like um, a rookie season um, and there'll be a reality check? What are you expecting out of that franchise? Yeah, it's a good question because it was a real Cinderella story last season, wasn't it? Come into the league and um, just go just go bang, just capture the imagination of not only the, the public down there in Tasmania, but really the entire Australian sporting public, and, um, and then make your way all the way to the grand final series in year one. It was, it was phenomenal. Now, was it a, 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 um, did they pull a rabbit out of the hat? Uh, did they catch lightning in a bottle? I mean, that's what we're going to find out over the course of this season. But what's interesting is Scott Roth, their head coach, he came into last season saying he's looking to build something, build a culture, build a way of playing and a style of playing and a roster there in Tasmania that can bring ongoing success. Just make sure that they're in the mix year in, year out. And what they put on the table last season was, was, uh, he thinks, the first sort of stages of that. So very much on track for the, the plan that they have for that franchise. Um, so it's going to be fascinating to see whether they can back it up. I think they're going to be right in that playoff mix again because they play a high level of defense. They're very fundamentally sound, and they make very few mistakes. It's, you're going to have to bring your A game every single time you play the jack jumpers if you're going to beat them. Liam Santamaria, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, enjoy the Huddle podcast. Uh, we enjoy uh, your analysis of uh, the, the Blitz so far. Look forward to the Breakers and the Kings uh, tomorrow. So thank you very much uh, for your input on the show this morning. Uh, enjoy. Thank you. Cheers, Ian. Good to chat. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.